This is Eat This, Drink That, a program about food, drink, and quality of life. And as you know, I veer into the realm of quality of life more than anything else. Well, what is quality of life? It can be so many different things. Here on 96.7 on your FM dial, today we're talking library? No, that's not the way it you used to be anymore. anymore. Mary Capstadt, we're here at the Calgary Public Library? Or yeah. just calgarylibrary.ca. So it's Calgary Public Library and we're at our central location. There's 21 locations for the Calgary Public Library. We're a pretty large uh, library system for North America. 7 million visits annually. I was going to say 7 million visits today. There's people just flowing in and out. So this location alone, which we just opened November 1st, 2018, has already had over 1.4 million visits. And that's just one location. So annual attendance is going to be probably about 2 million. For this, It's so inviting. Well, and it's so interesting that your topic is quality of life because that's actually one of our strategic priorities for our, our four-year strategic plan. So really when we're talking about meeting the community needs, meeting the community where they are, and we can talk about what that means, but really also like how are we improving the future of Calgary and also the quality of life for our citizens. Now you're, this central location truly is central. It's very you're central. very yeah. much I know it's just slightly off the downtown, but it's still part of the downtown. Well, and, and some of your listeners might be aware that there's actually a lot of discussions the last few years about central libraries and this traditional reference library and how relevant they still are to how libraries and communities are growing. I'm looking around. It's, it's There's people flowing in and out. It must be relevant. And so, I, but I really think that's a testament to the programming we've done and some of the thoughtful design thinking because this idea of having, what you're going to see as we walk through the building is you're going to see um, connection points with our staff in like highly visible vests. With I've lights on. Gotta them. say that the minute I stepped in yeah. here, there were two persons, two ladies, right over here at the. Is that an information board? It's an information kiosk where you can kind of see what your meeting is and do some wayfinding. Oh, because there are people who book meeting rooms. There's 30 meeting rooms here to, of for all free. different sizes. Yeah, and so I think that's part of our offering here is we're seeing everything from freelancers to daycares to um, startup companies that are booking spaces. Are you doing that as well? We're doing sort fun. of we work. Yeah, definitely. Well, obviously, there's great private uh, options as well. But a really important thing for people to remember about your library, especially if you haven't been to your local library in a while, they're democratic institutions that are committed to they're removing yours. barriers. They're, they're they ours. Sorry, you. I shouldn't yeah. say yours. They're, yeah, they're, they're, our, they're mine. Well, they're both they're, of they're, ours. And it's really important that we maintain that kind of barrier-free and making sure that these our services and, and spaces are accessible. people of all different walks of life. Of course. I mean, I'm noticing on the exterior and perhaps on the interior, there are people with addictions. There are people, and I know if they yeah. act out of turn, I mean, there will be some consequences. But by yeah. and large, they too want to read. They too want to do I think it's really important when we talk about serving vulnerable populations because central locations across North America are grappling with certainly the opioid and meth crisis. And we and see prostitution it, and all the other... I mean, I can't speak this in could specifics. Be a warm, this could be a warm place. Of course, the library is available have, for everyone. You have the Salvation Army right next and, to Yeah, and we also have our drop-in center, which is very close to us. What is critical, though, for when we have that is really making sure that we're having uh, a safe and welcoming space for everyone. So the real question is, what is a library? Well, what and is it's a, a library? central hub, isn't it? It's really, it's think of a community, community. living room. Yes. Um, so, for instance, when we talk about managing incidents or managing behavior that's not acceptable here, you're going to see, of course, people that maybe we could assume come from a vulnerable background, but they're following our rules, they're following our code of conduct because they want to, th this is really important to them and protecting that. Um, and through our incredible staff Safe training, space. we've really worked really hard to set that tone and maintain it. It's, it's, but again, I go back to it. This is the most inclusive library approach 
I've ever seen in North America. Thank you so well, and because there's a lot of thought that went into it. So we often talk about while we had our architects building this two stairs, ramps, yeah. everything. <laughs> I mean, well, that's just only part of it, but it's this scoopy thing. I don't know what to call that. So this it's is our archway. Arch, archway. So, um, your listeners, because they're a little spread out, they might not yeah, be aware. Here on radio, you can't see what we're talking you about. You can't see what we're talking about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on a they visual journey. They can go to calgarylibrary.ca. You, Calgary you can go to calgarylibrary.ca. Is there a and there's page a specifically for? on Central Library? And there's also some great videos if you go to our YouTube channel that give you a tour of the building and also architects. Was What was here on this location beforehand? So we, this is, we're really at the edge of the East Village, which is Calgary's kind of oldest settled area. It wasn't a library here. This, when the city was here. Yes. There, there was not a uh, library here. Our central library in all of its brutalist architecture charm was just a few blocks away. Uh, kind is of it a, gone? No, it's been repurposed actually by the University yes. of Calgary. It's created a bit of a design kind of thinking area. Ooh, I, so that's amazing. Yes, of course. Right? Why not? Re, why not repurpose? Certainly, you have that infrastructure. You have a building. It's a great location. So it was built in the sixties. Sixty. I believe we opened in sixty four, and even at opening, it was deemed too small for Calgary. Calgary, you might not realize, one point two nine million people. So we are a growing city, and yes. we have a pretty big, pretty successful library system. I would say so with that. Well, I don't know what the rest of them look like, but this is the biggest footprint. So right now we're over 58% of our population are active library members. That's probably a it's high pretty, one for it's Canada. Higher, it's higher than, than most in North America. Hmm. I, I, seriously. I mean, how about school kids? <laughs> how about, I mean, are you're, you're, you're across the age groups, seniors, welcome. Well, I think with something we're always, obviously this building is majestic. 240,000 square feet. Did you just say majestic? It is majestic. It's, I think it's, it's, it's stunning. So to, to tell, let your, kind of give a, a visual impression of what we're around. We're surrounded by all this beautiful natural hemlock wood, which is cladding us. We have outside as you enter this massive swooped entry, the archway, which is Western red cedar, sustainably sourced. Ooh, it has to be that because of the weather. And yeah, the but it's also going to weather quite nicely. And then as soon as you walk in, take 10 steps, you probably did what everyone does. Your head goes right up to a massive skylight with fixed sails that brings all that beautiful natural light in. Oh, we have to go and see that. Yes. But I have to tell you, all around the exterior, and I didn't realize this because I had not been inside. Now I'm inside. You have, what, what, what are these columns and what's on them? I see one, library gives more than book. So yes. we had a great uh, campaign, our is library foundation. Yeah, they did their Windows of Opportunity campaign. So my name, I think, is actually just behind us uh, here on one of these. You could, for a donation to the library, have kind of your name immortalized on our windows. And then we even have larger windows that some uh, very generous gifts were able to name on our fourth floor. A, well, lot of, a lot of private too. individuals. Definitely. I, I can't believe how welcoming it is. I mean, oh, good. It, would you consider this on the forefront of what libraries are turning into in 2019? Oh, very much so. I think the reason why we've had such incredible international attention, of course, Architectural Digest, Time Magazine, I heard. New York Times, incredible accolades. But some of the most rewarding kind of attention we've received is from international library community. I think since we've opened, we've had, I don't know if it's over 60 different library systems come and tour us, many of whom are doing their own central library constructions or looking at how they're going to grow and redevelop. 
We hosted a massive urban libraries kind of learning forum here in the and spring. people came from around the and globe. And you had people, we had some American li librarians come and was like, I've never been to Canada. And, be and come here. Because this is really what is on display at the Central Library is really what's on display across at all of our locations because it's not about one building, it's no. about a system. But what you're seeing is, for instance, retail concepts, lower shelving, illuminated shelving, so the books look so great they just fly off the shelf. You're going to see our staff not behind desks, really looking at that kind of service in the stacks, service where you are. You're also going to have a 12,000... change of philosophy. Total evolution. Really, libraries are always going to be places for information and reference, but what they are primarily needs to be a welcoming space. So after all of those things, all those accolades from around the world, the real big win is the foot traffic that I see coming in here. I think that's, you know, while those architects were designing this incredibly beautiful space, which is, is really quite stunning, you had the same attention to the thoughtful design and forming it. It was a very collaborative process. So I always tease that while we had a bunch of fancy architects planning the outside, you had a bunch of librarians in a room saying, but how are people going to use it? You know, our 12,000 square foot children's library, which is like one of our most active places, it's above us, we'll see it soon. Um, it is it's hard to imagine that being in a library. We often talk about when you come in this library that we move from fun to serious because if you what? walk in our door... So fiction and then well, reference up higher? You walk in our front door and you might... Does this look like a traditional library? No, it's a massive all. welcome area, a big kind of uh, welcome gallery. But it as we move... It feels very university-ish. I think I, anything, a large kind of gathering space. But as we move up through the library, we talk about it getting more serious. You're going to see more of that traditional library models in some of the stacks well, and our reading room, care. of course. I mean, this, how, how many ways can you store 100,000 documents? There's a lot of books in here. I think in terms of collection items or for this location many, only, yeah, I think it's I, it's certainly over a million. Just I, I, I think was it's just a million and a half. Number, but no, like there's there's a there's how many a floors lot. have we got here? We have four floors. And what about down below? We do have a level zero, which we we do have a 300 and roughly 340 seat performance hall, which is used for everything from um, film screenings to uh, town halls to all sorts of things. And then we also have uh, large meeting rooms. Our meeting rooms are probably the most popular feature um, with that commitment to barrier-free access and really making sure that people can use these spaces. All of our meeting rooms are free with your library card and then a small cost recovery fee for some of our larger spaces, which are booked solid. Is that a cafe? Our cafes actually, we have an exterior restaurant operated. It's called Luke's and they also have an interior cafe. Hmm. They're called? Luke's. Oh. So there's Luke's Cafe and then Luke's Restaurant. Um, it's you really think it would have more bibliographic kind of. Uh, well, you oh, should go check right it out word? because Biblio there's some reference? little there's some little book nerd fun in both is of them. There? Certainly at the restaurant they play with it quite a bit. Um, that's why Chef Eric Chapters. Hendry. I'm not. I'm just joking, okay. but you know something. <laughs> you said retail, but that's the look of the place. You don't actually have a retail operation. No, itself. we do have. I mean, if you're looking for a great gift, um, check out librarystore.ca because we ha our foundation runs an amazing online that? store. Oh, it's online only. So when we think about the retail concepts, that really was hiring consultants to kind of bring us some of the knowledge and all that. Like, think about how big the retail market is and how much research goes into understanding why do people turn right when they walk inside of a store. Um, so thinking, like, taking that kind of outside look and I think that's what Calgary's done really well is looking to outside expertise to make sure that we're staying current to make sure that we're um, 
creating new experiences. Are all the exterior libraries, the, the family of libraries, going through a renovation as well? So actually before the doors opened on this location, you all locations, all library locations go. were renovated before. And what you're going to see, because we work on a sort of a design thinking kind of model, our pilot testing, refining that process happens at all of our locations. So we have our children's library here, which has our play structure, our early learning center. We have 12 early learning centers across the city. So we're always, we don't want to create these silos. It really is a system that whether you walk in a location like Crowfoot, where I was this morning, you're going to have echoes of the same sort of experience. Well, I wanted to mention, I was over at Esker, the oh. Esker Foundation. They have a little library, you could call it. There must be some sure. of those informal, non Calgary Library places as well. well. There's lots of little other and libraries. Lots of children focus in that. I would tell yeah, you. And, and, and lots the of indigenous. Is beautiful. Yes. Yes, the They space. do. An, they do incredible family now, Mary, programming. Let's go for a walk. We'll take sure. a quick station pause. Okay. This is CKLU ninety six point seven. Or you, maybe you're listening to a podcast asynchronously around the world, non terrestrial radio. This is Hugh Cruzel, and my guest today is Mary Capusta, and we are here at. Calgary Library, not just Calgary. Does it have actually a name? This this li- it's central. This is the central library. Oh, it's got to have a better name than that. I mean, that's what it is. Like though. Locus or <laughs> Focus or something like that. Let's take a little break. So oh my goodness, Mary! This is this is. I, I used the word stunning before, but I I don't know what to call this. This is like angels going up to the. The outside is beautiful, but as soon as like you wings. come in our front doors, you're gonna. It's just as. What do people enough. say about this? I think what they first say is they open their mouth and just stare right up and it creates a little bit of a, a speed bump for those coming in because it is so stunning. Now, this is a really, um, this is a, quite a juxtaposition from the the curvilinear stuff outside and suddenly inside it's all linear. If we think about the inspiration, certainly drawing from our foothills, our surrounding landscape, Calgary, we are have that beautiful yes. mountains, the rolling foothills, um, the Chinooks, um, that cloud formation, which informs kind of the outside of the building. But as you come in, directly in front of you is a massive feature staircase that we play and program with. It's kind of a natural amphitheater. Well, it is, right there. The center of our welcome gallery. And then what you're going to see is that hemlock clad walkways, all these wood kind of layered in kind of an incredible, all done through like an amazing engineering 3D rendering and they're kind of layered and stacked on each other and then that leads your eye naturally up to beautiful sunlight cascading through those sails. There is a repetition but also a dis- discord. It's not too perfect. It's, That's it's pleasingly, I, I can't it's remember like the term. It's like a forest. Yes. Like a forest doesn't, I mean it has the same kind of trees and maybe the same kind of, mm-hmm. but they all look slightly the same and slightly different. I'll say that when I came in before we were moving in, the the beauty of the space... Did you walk in a few times? Oh, many, many times before our doors opened. It was so beautiful because it did have that kind of Scandinavian white and the wood layer and all this incredible natural light. Scandinavian. And then you have this kind of unvarnished concrete, which is kind of a light powdered color. It reminds me of the sandstone on the provincial buildings. Certainly. Oh, oh, is that what it's supposed to do? But I think one of the things that was so amazing is it was so beautiful, but it looked too perfect. As soon as the books came in, the Uh, real genius, I think, of the architects. Well, they (laughs) did. <laughs> the I'm books just joking, on, folks. But no, the books on the shelf, to. it's hard to explain until you see it. They kind of root the look, and we'll see as we go up through the building more and more. The shelves and the colors of the books themselves, you see how the whole building is showcasing Do our materials. Do people come in sometimes, Mary, and go, oh, it's a library? They, like, Especially if they're like myself, we're visiting Calgary, and you step in and, and you, you, you walk and you go, oh, Oh, it's a library. I think the number one thing people say is, I've never seen a library like this. So we really are um, 
kind of bending some rules, breaking some rules, but also like holding dear to what libraries are and what they mean. That's actually an interesting word, bending. A lot of the stuff that's in here is bent. Yes. Well, you know, we talked about where we're located in East Village. This was built on a parcel of land that no one was really too excited about. We was had an it active, contaminated? No, we had an active LRT line, so it was a pedestrian issue. Our city thought maybe it's a little of this space that actually you can see through our window. City Hall was built with its back yes. facing the library. So this area of our downtown core was, was really cut off. Right. So first of all, encapsulating that active LRT line, which was done over 18 months, and then building this structure on top of it, a huge kind of engineering and design kind of work. Um, you can actually see where the train comes out from underneath well, the building. Well, let's walk yeah. in that direction. We'll take another quick station break. Um, you do a lot of recognition of the fact that there is indigenous population and indigenous history here in oh. Calgary. We're standing in front of a buffalo? Yes, it's a beautiful bison. It's titled actually Education is the New Buffalo and it was part of indigenous placemaking. Um, that's very kind for your words because I think the library has invested quite a bit in the recent times of just kind of making sure that when we talk about making our spaces safer and welcoming for everyone, that also means we are on Treaty 7 land and right. so looking at our indigenous communities What's a way that we can make sure those people feel welcome in places where maybe they weren't felt as welcome or embraced before? Having their culture meaningfully and authentically represented and also working an, with the community. This is an interesting overlap. I'm, I'm, I am seeing words, but this is like the libraries kind of hit an animal. I don't mean like in, in, but it's like there's been a collision of ideas. Well, I think what the artist was attempting to do, or, or not attempting, they certainly succeeded. You have over 100 different Indigenous words and phrases that are reflected in several languages. Um, but this is part of our Indigenous placemaking, and so there's uh, six artists whose work is permanently reflected this location, and that's only the first step. We as everyone knows we have so much more we can do and i think what's exciting now is this is an example of something we started at central that we're taking across our system well let's go walk about i have to ask the question about the pieces of art that are outside they remind me of dippy birds do people yes. say so certainly that was designed um those are two pieces of permanent public art one's here. there's and one's west yeah, well there's three, oh, there's three. birds we, they're called trio and yes certainly those chinese water drinking birds electromagnet controlled they're quite charming and playful and then as you go up to um level two uh, you're going to see oh sorry level three you're going to see fish which is a massive mural comprised of over eleven thousand custom bound books and i it's hard to explain it but it basically is really this kind of mosaic. Okay, I, I, I've got to stop here because never before have I seen a library display things in a way that is so attractive. Well, actually, so we're at the foot of our Jocelyn Louise Anderson Children's Library. Children's 12,000 square foot. North lighting. Yes. The and, and lots of it. And playful. Like, not just windows, but, but a randomness that just encourages... In all of our research creating these spaces, it's we really there's a huge link between play and early learning and literacy. And so tons of research with our partners was done when we said we were going to take on early learning. There's 90,000 kids under the age of five in Calgary. And about four or five years ago, the Calgary Public Library really identified a critical need that this was an underserved group. We talk about barriers. Kids often can't control some of the barriers. No, they, they can't even get here. So the idea that you have a library where you have this focus on early literacy programs, creating these awesome spaces there On the transit kids, line. All throughout our system that really, it kind of levels the playing field. And you noticed, for instance, the furniture. I want to read all these books. 
They look great on those shelves, eh? And they're a little. I've they're never gonna read be any a, of those ones. They're going to be at little reader height. This idea of kids want to select their own books, so you're seeing these bins that are top open top where kids kind of go through. You're going to see furniture that's kid friendly and adult friendly because we do know that parents want to kind of sit where their children are. Um, and then of course so our do play you have structure. Like throw pillows and things like that. We have oh. rugs and certainly a lot of I toys. See a whole, this is a private school, I imagine, that's up here right now. You know what? I think I don't probably know. it's a daycare or day, day homes. We work with a yeah, huge can, number of them. Can we go up to the next level through yeah. here? You're kidding. Yes. So in fact I don't need to use just that staircase or just that that elevator I've got another way of doing it in three steps at a time so our first two levels are accessible by ramp or the three elevators on site um so again whoever did this oh my goodness there's little nooks where you can go and uh ooh, um, I don't know what to call that think so nooks is, is, is actually the perfect word for it in as part of our research children love children even like young as two but even older they like to kind of go in like little hidden spaces and have that kind of privacy and remove themselves from play and then re-enter how about uh, other languages i do see most of them are in english do we offer books in oh my goodness look this floor is it feels it looks like concrete but it isn't well it's a full body play structure so we want to make sure that they're they're safe when they if they have a little tumble but oh, well, uh, i could have a little tumble in here i'd be safe <laughs> um so we do offer tons of programming um, in different languages. We do and have you've some got step stools that make it easier for everybody to have a drink. Yes, we do have multilingual family story time. Some of our collections. Look at this! Look at this! Sorry, folks. I know you can't see this. I just keep saying look, but you know, uh, and art on the. Oh my goodness! That is playful. That is just okay. So as we're walking through the library, the children's library, we kind of age up. You're probably noticing we started with little ones. We're now getting we into what's junior chapter readers. Books yes, some early readers. And then we're moving into our questionary mages, which is our take on creating kind of a steam preteen. Yeah, like a steam inquiry-based learning. Um, so this is what we found when we created these awesome early learning areas is that you had these older kids kind of crowding up little ones. Questionarium. So okay. looking at museums and science centers, yes. we kind of pulled some of the inspiration from those installations oh, and tables, programs. Work tables and... Lego remains one of our most popular things. <laughs> um, I see some of the categories are a little bit different than usual as well. I see one called Awkward Books. Um, so this is part of a little pilot that we actually rolled out. It was so successful we took across our system. Um, this idea of discovery or kind of taking chances on books. So these are like a little uh, boxes um, that have different kind of graphics and a little bit silly. And then as you open them, there's all books that kind let's, of fit that theme. So this is at my height. So let's have a look inside. And they're... Oh. So then these are books that would be kind of this idea of like we have the dork diaries are here. Um, maybe some of that kind of awkward adolescence kind of reflected. Like who am I and what am I doing here? Yeah. Oh, this is, and you can look if you want. And if you don't want to look, don't look. I think what is, well, how are we finding little, when we think about what makes a really great memorable visitor experience, that idea of surprise and delight. So this idea of someone selecting, it's, it's taking a bit of a different take on book recommendations. Okay, I have to, we're just by this Lego play table. I don't know quite what to call it. It's like a treasure chest of color. It is very, our Lego remains really, really popular, uh, but we have lots of other things. Like is it partly because you've got different shapes than kids have at home, and maybe some, there's some colors there I've never seen before. I mean, I think all kids Like, who bought that? Did you buy that? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I don't even want to know how much Lego we order in a year, but 
even our children's library today. Wonder how much gets eaten. Well, let's not think about it. Or how much is embedded in feet. Oh. Um, but you can see, like, it's not even busy today, and it's still quite. Oh my goodness! It's barely. You could. You'd have to use your elbows it's, to get in there. And we and today's like, a Monday. We sometimes tease that it can be a little bit like Lord of the Flies on a on a on a busy Saturday. <laughs> And so now we've got three more stairs where there's maybe an intersection between young and old. So we're leaving our children's area and now we're moving into special services and then up to we're on level two in our fiction literature. And then you move up into uh, level three. So obviously business. Um, and then we're moving into more of our nonfiction collection, but lots of more things. What up is there. this structure here? So that's our book escalator. So as oh, you come the, into oh, our, did, tell me we again. made it up and we're, we're keeping the word. Escalator? So a book escalator, that's actually our book return. So we have tons and tons of work. books that come through here. Uh, well, oh, does we can it go take by packages? Like, so when you come in through the front so door... I just want to put one book in and see it go up. Yeah, when you come in through our front door and you feed a oh, book it is, in... It's moving now. There it's moving. That, so it's automatically activated. What we're looking at is a conveyor belt that as soon as a book is returned through kind of our automated walk system... walk Sure. Um, the book then is sandwiched between the conveyor belt and travels through two floors of the library and it's visible. Oh, so it's sort a of flexible kind of uh, yeah. uh, track system. I want so, to see the books. Do they get, like, well, you, you figure can they see come them? out sh- being shredded at the end. No. <laughs> you can see them. They're, a couple just went past um, and they're going to our sorting room where we uh, oh, oh, yes, them. of course. Now, is that done by human or robot? So, it's actually, we have an automated materials machine, but of course it's controlled by our staff. I, um, but it does save a lot of time. I, I, I'm intrigued. I know, audience, you cannot see this, but it is a very, it's an ultra cool feature. It's, and it's also, all of our books have RFID uh, tags, so of course the, the machine kind of understands if it's going to level four into fiction could or if it's actually going another to... library. Exactly. Yes, because you've entered library loans or, or yeah. just people could, just you, as convenient, it's all the you same You can return system. your book to any location in Calgary. Um, that is... It's pretty cute. Who has this? Uh, I bet I, you nobody else. I think we're the only book scalator. We should trademark it. I think you should. We could make money globally on this. <laughs> well, no, we we have certainly quite an open source sharing kind of approach. And then it automatically shuts off, like when many the of the escalators mm-hmm. at airports do now. Okay, what else? There must be other cool, super. Oh, okay. So just the fact you. Okay, we'll do a quick station just to wrap up, Mary. We, I mean, there's so much to look at here. How on earth do you do tours? So that's a great question. Thank you. We do free tours every day. And so if even if you're visiting and you're not a Calgary Public Library member, please come down to Central Library. You can sign up for a free tour in advance. There's always drop-in spots available as well. You can also, if let's say you have to kill some time before a flight, we do offer uh, Wi-Fi cards uh, for non-residents or temporary basis. So you can come, work out of the space, enjoy it. We do. And we've had a lot of big tour groups come through. Um, even if it's a little rainy in Calgary, uh, come to the Children's snowy. Library. You Use the space, use the services. You don't have to be a member to be in the space, for instance. And we have a lot of collections that are just stay here. And, of course, programs. Well, Mary Capista, I, I have to say um, this has been a delight. I, I, another piece of serendipity to be here today, to connect with you, <laughs> to see this building, or at least a small slice of it. And please check out our YouTube and our Facebook channel. We have lots of videos. We even, I think on there, there's a, still a tour of me doing a full tour of the building. Um, so lots to discover, lots of photos, and you can follow us on all social media as well. Well, thank you very much. On behalf of CKLU 96.7 on your FM dial, here at Calgary Library, it's a central library, which we have to get a name for at some point. Maybe you'll have a competition. Ooh.
Well, we do have naming rights for some of our buildings, but oh. I, I think the price tag would be a little high. Oh, well, maybe somebody will step up. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, out there in, in Radioland, we'll be there for you every Thursday at 6 o'clock. Or, again, you can listen to a podcast anytime that is convenient for you. This has been Hugh Cruzel. Tune in anytime you wish. Bye for now.